0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Clive Urquhart. Hey everybody, a happy new year. Welcome to 2022. This year is going to be a fantastic year with God, with one another, and all he wants to do in our lives together and then through who we are as a church, uh, reaching into people's lives and seeing what God's going to unfold during this coming year. Now, firstly, before we get into the message this morning, I just want to say a huge thank you to everybody for allowing Jane and I to be away for the whole month of December in the States with our son, Joe, and his family, Jess, and our three grandchildren, Noli, Rowie, and Zeeland. Just to let you know, we had an absolutely fantastic time and uh, filled our love tanks, uh, not having seen them for over two years. And we had just a brilliant time of being grandparents for, for the whole month. And so we just really want to say thanks and a huge appreciation to you guys for praying for us, supporting us in that and just allowing us to be there for that time. But we're, we're back and we're ready for all that God wants to do. And I'm looking forward to this year. And as you know, we always start with 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so today is the first day of those 21 days. And we're gonna launch into these three weeks with great expectation of all that God's gonna say and do amongst us and in us as we really sort of just set this time aside for this year and prepare our hearts and lives for 2022. Now, before we get into the kind of message and before we kind of speak a little bit about the prayer and fasting, uh, I was kind of interested in the number 22. As it's 2022, what does the number 22 mean biblically? And Number 22 means light. And just gonna read a few things that I kind of researched a little bit for a few minutes about light biblically. Now the Hebrew alphabet is made up of 22 letters Uh, and these 22 letters are used to compose the word of God, uh, the original scriptures. The word of God is called a lamp. Uh, In Psalm 119, 105, it says that, that God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Therefore, it's the light by which we are to live. The word light is found 264 times in scripture. And when 264 is divided by 12, which means divine authority, We have the number 22, which represents light. In creation, God created 22 things in the six days of creation. There are 22 books in the Aaronic or the Levitical Old Testament, which is the light of God for Israel. There are 22 generations from Adam to Jacob. Okay, When Moses raised up the tabernacle, there were 22,000 Levites that were consecrated to serve. Now, just to say something here, the 22 generations from Adam to Jacob, uh, why do we pick that out? Well, because Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, God's covenant with them was a generational covenant because God is a generational God. So it's really important that there were 22 generations between Adam, and then Jacob and then what came from that as a result of God's covenant promises to his people on a generational level and God is working generationally today because he is a generational God and we're going to come back to that a bit later in the message in this morning's word as to why this generational thing is so important for us now okay Jesus is recorded to have quoted from the 22 Old Testament books or the Levitical Aaronic Old Testament, okay? Uh, So he quoted from all of them. And then light, the word light is used 22 times in the Gospel of John. And the 22nd time that John uses the word light, he's quoting Jesus saying, I have come as the light of the world in John 12 verse 46 and then in John 3, 21, it talks about as Christians, we are to walk in the light as people of the light. And then we know that in Matthew 5, uh, it talks about us being the light of the world. It says that Jesus is the light of the world, but how Jesus describes us as his people, we are to be the light of the world. And so 2022 is a year of light. Now, why is that so encouraging? Because so many things that are being spoken about at this time that we're deluged with in the media and social media is speaking of negative, it's speaking of darkness, it's speaking of trouble, it's speaking of angst, it's speaking of all the issues that are going on and everything. And and it crowds us with with darkness, it clouds us and tries to cloak us with things to, to, to put us down, to hold us down and to put us off pursuing the things of God, trying to see a way through. Whereas what does light do? Light pierces the darkness, light pierces through uh, the things that try and cover over our lives. And so 2022, to be encouraging, is a year of light. It's a year of God's light, God's light in us, God's light amongst us and then God's light through us. So the church is called to be light and life to the world. And therefore, you and I, we are light and life to the world and for the world. So I'm excited about what God is going to do this year as a year of light and what he's going to do amongst us and then through us. So as we we said a few minutes ago, we're starting this year with 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now, the theme for the next few weeks and really the overarching theme for 2022 for us as a church is this, all for His glory. Okay, all for His glory. What does that really mean? It means that what does it look like for us to live a life of worship? Because when we live a life of worship, understanding that how we live, the way we speak, needs to honour and worship Him, the way we think, needs to honour and worship Him. The way we act, the things we choose to do and engage with, how we relate to others, the way we serve, all of that we need to understand God sees our lives as lives of worship. So therefore everything we say and do and think, we want to honour God, we want to worship God, we want there to be that adoration in our lives, that honour in our lives, that praise in our lives For how we speak, think, live and everything that goes on on the inside of us during this year. So we're going to unpack a little bit, especially over the the next few weeks, about what does it look like to live a life of worship? not just to worship in a moment to with a song or in singing but what is it what does worship really mean to be a worshiping person a worshipper what does it really mean for us to be a church that lives a life of worship together what does that look like as that unfolds uh, in our in us individually and together as a church now Undergirding all of that, there's one particular verse that I believe is is maybe the verse for the year that we're going to unpack and pursue uh, during 2020, or two verses really, in Matthew chapter 4, verses 19 and 20. Okay, And this is in the context where Jesus was calling people to follow him, the initial disciples that he called to follow him. And in Matthew 4, 19 and 20, Jesus says this, to, to some fishermen as they were mending their nets in their boats, he said this, come, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Then verse 20, it says, at once they left their nets and followed him. Now we're gonna just unpack what does that look like to live that in our lives as worshipers during 2022. And, and just to really briefly for a couple of moments say this, Jesus, when He said, come, He was inviting them to into a relationship with Him. And we've talked about this last year, a, a relationship of intimacy, a divine dance with Him, where He orders the steps, the movement, the pace, the direction in our lives. So He was inviting them into a relationship with Him, a divine dance. And he said, then follow me, keep in step with me, be aligned with me, be at one with me, okay? With my heart, with my mind, with my word in how I want you to live. So he's inviting us into a, a relationship to follow him, to be in step with him, at one with him. And then he says, and I'm gonna make you fishes of men. The word make there means to ordain, to be set apart for a holy purpose so that you can be fruitful, to be fishers of men, not just to be fishers of fish, but fishers of men. So you're going to become fruitful in a different way than you have done in your life. So to unpack that in the way that Jesus meant it and what they understood when they heard him say this to them, what was he saying? He was saying, come and have a relationship with me. Join this divine dance with me so that I can determine the steps, the pace and the order and the direction of your life as you align yourself with me because I'm setting you apart for a holy purpose because everything that God does is holy. And so when he calls us to follow him, everything he calls us to do is holy. And he's saying, I'm ordaining you, setting you apart for holy purposes to be fruitful for my kingdom purposes on earth. Now, that's what he meant and that's what they heard. And what was their response? Their response was this, at once they left their nets and followed him. What does that mean for us, particularly as we jump into prayer and fasting over the next few weeks? God wants us to respond to him readily and quickly in terms of what he's saying, what he's doing, so that if there are any nets that want to hold us or keep us in a certain place in our lives, in our minds, in our thinking, in our hearts, in in our lifestyle. If there are any nets that have caught us, God wants to bring us out of those nets, okay? And He wants to bring us into something new and fresh with Him during these 21 days. So that releases us to be who He's called us to be individually and together as a people in 2022 how He has called us to be and what He wants to do in and through our lives. So in the next few weeks, we've got a number of things happening. We've got some encounter nights every Wednesday evening, okay? Encounter nights. They're going to start with at 7.30 with prayer, to pray together, to be together. We're going to be praying in the Word. We're going to be walking the Word in prayer and and just praying the truth into our lives and over situations. Then at eight o'clock, the encounter times are going to begin. Okay, so that's every Wednesday night, those three Wednesdays of the three weeks. The middle Wednesday of the three weeks in Worthing and in Burgess Hill, there are going to be encounter nights locally, in those two towns for those two congregations, okay? But for Horsham and Crawley uh, together on that middle Wednesday, we're still gonna be together having encounter nights uh, in Foundry Lane, okay? Now, as part of the three weeks of prayer and fasting, we're gonna have two prayer nights, okay? Uh, They're gonna be the first Friday and the third Friday of the three weeks of prayer and fasting. And uh, in Horsham, Uh, And Crawley, they're going to be together from 10 p.m. through to 10 a.m., 12 hours of prayer and worship through the night. They're going to be broken into six two-hour sessions led by people uh, in different ways. Uh, But it's going to be brilliant to pray, to worship, have a flow right through the night and uh, people praying, bringing stuff, releasing the prophetic and what God wants to do. They're going to be powerful times so I want to encourage you uh, to be part of those prayer nights in some way or other. You don't have to come for the whole 12 hours. I know some of you will want to, uh, but others you might want to dip in and out at certain points in the night. But let's be part of what God wants to do together, releasing His purposes and allowing a spirit of prayer to come upon us in a fresh way as a church during these three weeks, but also for this year, for 2022. I'm going to come back to the spirit of prayer Uh, in a few minutes time. Uh, In Worthing on those two Friday nights there's going to be a prayer meeting from 7pm to 9pm for the Worthing congregation uh, being together in that location but if any of you guys in Worthing want to come up during the night and pray here and be part of that here then you're more than welcome. In Burgess Hill on the those two prayer nights you guys are going to be on Zoom from 8pm to 8am in the morning and the first part uh, hour or so you're going to be together as a congregation on Zoom praying together have a communion together online then you're going to break down into one hour prayer slots through the night and then be back together again 7.30 to 8 in the the following morning Saturday morning to be together to finish that time off. So we're trying to localise some things, but with Horsham and Crawley, uh, because we're so close together, we wanna just combine some things and do things together as a couple of congregations on those nights. But obviously any congregation member is welcome to come and pray through the night on those two nights as well, if that's what you wanna do in coming to Foundry Lane. Now, something that we haven't done before in the way that we're going to do this, on the middle Saturday, okay, of the three weeks of prayer and fasting, we're going to have an all church, all age group family encounter on the Saturday afternoon from two to four. Now, I'm really looking forward to this. Something that God's really laid on our hearts as a leadership, that we bring all age groups together and it's going to be a bit different. It's not going to be like a normal encounter night. It's going to be a bit different. We're going to have, yes, worship, uh, but it's going to be all engaging across all age groups. We're going to have communion. We're going to have times of ministry and release and activation. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun, but it's going to be really powerful. And one of the things I believe God wants to do this year is increase and release the prophetic amongst us as a church in a new way and so we're going to give space through the year and do some training and some activation in the prophetic and we're going to see people with prophetic anointing and gifting on their lives raised up and released more in the life of the church because I believe it's something that we need to we need to see an increase of uh, the prophetic uh, in the life of who we are in every congregation and who we are as a church so that's going to be exciting and part of that Saturday afternoon is going to be a release of the prophetic in a new and fresh way. So it's going to be really, really powerful. So let's be part of that together. And then the final thing is we're doing a daily devotion every day where you're going to be able to get into the Word. Uh, you're going to be hear somebody share something each day that we've recorded that's going to be released each day. And we're going to do SOAP together, uh, scripture, observation, application, prayer, getting into the Word, hearing what God is saying, applying that in our lives and then praying through that. As part of that, we want to encourage you, spend time with the Lord. So what does the fast look like for you? What does it look like for you? What's God's been saying to you about not eating during these three weeks of uh, prayer and fasting. It might be one meal, might be two meals, it might be a full fast, but whatever God has spoke to you about, He will grace you for, okay? So what does the fast look like for you? There may be some other things that God has been speaking to you about in terms of fasting. It may be not watching TV for three weeks or it might be stopping certain social media or all of social media for three weeks, I don't know. There might be something that you do that you spend quite a bit of time on that God's saying during these three weeks, I want you to put that aside and instead I want you to give that time to me, okay? And so just wanna encourage you, whatever God speaks to you about fasting and what it looks like for you, He will grace you for it, okay? So let's jump into this next three weeks wholeheartedly with everything that God is gonna be doing. Okay, so that's the prayer and fasting side of things. And God is going to speak, He's going to work, He's going to move and it's going to be powerful, okay? And on these Sundays of the next three weeks, we're going to be looking at what does it look like to live a life of worship, okay? And then going from January into February onwards, from February onwards, we're going to be focusing around the letter to the Romans that the apostle Paul wrote and everything that is in there. And I'm going to come back to that a bit later as well. So we want to just dive in a little bit to what do I believe God is saying to us about 2022 okay and I'm sure you've been praying into this and I'm sure God's been speaking to you about this year as well. Maybe there are some things buzzing on your heart and, and, and what God's saying to you as a person, a couple or as a family, a household or that you believe God wants to share for your congregation or even you believe you've got a word that is relevant for who we are as a church. And if you have something like that and you really believe God has been speaking to you or you've had a dream or God's given you a vision for something to do with who we are as a church, please write it down and email that in, okay? You can send it to your congregation leader or you can send it to info at kingdomfaith.com, okay? info at kingdomfaith.com Send that in, okay? And just write in the the um, the, the reference to that. Uh, the subject, just um, prophetic word. And uh, don't think, oh, you know, you're gonna think too highly of yourselves. Don't worry, okay? Just share it because every prophetic word needs to be weighed and tested, okay? And even what I bring, I share with the leadership and, and things first and say, hey, I believe God's saying this and what do you think? Let's weigh it and test it and pray through it. I don't just off the top of my head, bring a prophetic word out of nowhere that's not been tested or weighed. Uh, Before we bring it, okay? So we want to operate like that, but if you've got something, share it, okay? Because God wants to release some things through who we are as a church this year uh, and as a body. So let's jump in, okay? Firstly, kingdom faith. God has called us as an apostolic people, okay? We have an apostolic call upon our lives. Now, What does it mean to be apostolic? It means that God gives a a mandate for some things. God gives a purpose for some things to be outworked as part of his kingdom. And with that mandate, he gives spiritual authority, okay, to operate in that apostolic call and an anointing uh, upon our lives. And I'm gonna unpack in a few minutes a little bit more about what the apostolic means, okay? But firstly, before we get into that, we have an apostolic call upon who we are as kingdom faith. And we have kingdom faith churches and bases in other parts of the country, in London, in Yorkshire and in the South West. As part of who we are as an apostolic people, we have partnering churches uh, in the UK and also in different parts of Europe, but also we have various missions in other nations in overseas as well as part of who we are as an apostolic people. Part of the apostolic is to train, to equip and then to send and release people into leadership and ministry in different spheres of life, uh, whether that might be planting churches, raising up Bible schools or going out into the business world in whatever setting that is, there's a training, releasing, equipping and sending of people to be operating in a kingdom way, wherever God sends them and places them uh, to be. Now. There's two aspects of this mandate that I believe God wants us just to mention for a few moments. One, God has given us a mandate for revival as Kingdom Faith. Kingdom Faith was birthed out of a revival that was taking place in Luton in an Anglican church in the 70s. And then God began to send Pastor Colin and then others with him all over the world, operating with a faith and revival dynamic that was helping to bring breakthrough and release into churches all over the world. And that apostolic call is the same call that is upon Kingdom Faith today as was birthed over 40 years ago in the 70s, at the end of 70s when Kingdom Faith started. And so we have a mandate for revival, for spiritual awakening, for the church to be living in the life and the power of the Holy Spirit in the way that God intends the church to live. And there's two key parts to the Holy Spirit. One is holy. One aspect of revival is to be a holy people, a people that are set apart, who are living set apart for God's purposes and everything he wants to do on earth through that body of people. And it's really important that we understand God is doing something holy amongst us. At the end of last year we had a a theme for a while, culture of grace and within that we were addressing certain things that are not holy in in our lives, that God wants to bring a holiness in our lives. And that area of sexuality, where there might be addiction to pornography and sex addictions in different ways, because God is calling us to be a holy people. And in a culture of grace, where there's no judgment, there's no condemnation, we're not criticizing and judging one another. In that culture of grace, God can bring things out of our lives to the surface and deal with them in a way that is not condemning, doesn't put us down, but actually brings freedom and liberty in us so that we can move forward individually and together as a holy people in God's purposes. So God is, God is moving by His Spirit in us at this time. He's going to increase what He's doing so that we live in the life and power of the Holy Spirit in a fresh way. God is holy and He is working His nature and character in us and amongst us in a deeper way so that we can move by His Spirit, full of His Spirit, being led by His Spirit this year so that there's a release of His Spirit in an unprecedented way. And I believe that part of the prayer and fasting this year, and part of what we're going to be praying into is an unprecedented move of the Spirit in our nation in 2022. The naysayers are saying so much negative out there, but we don't come as a naysayer of negativity. You and I as believers and as kingdom faith, we come as people of light and life saying no to the negativity of the world and all the stuff going on. And we say yes to the things of God and everything that He is saying about our nation and what He wants to do. So we're coming as people of life and light in the power of the Holy Spirit to our friends, our neighbours, our families, our community, our 25 mile radius, our nation and beyond, because that is the Spirit that is in us. That is the Spirit that is at work in us. That is the Spirit that we surrender to and give our lives to and allow to be in us, filling us, overflowing in us, and then through us to a world that is crying out for hope and for answers, for healing, for deliverance and for liberation in their lives. And we come as a people of hope, light and life in 2022. Amen. Hopefully you're saying amen out there. So we have a mandate to be a people of revival, a a kingdom people, a people who adhere to the truth of God's word and hold fast to the truth. Part of the apostolic It's to hold people to the truth, the truth of God's Word. Many people saying, this is my truth, this is our truth, this is the new truth. No, there's only one true truth, and that is the Word of God and what God says is the truth. And part of the apostolic is to make sure that as a church we, we stay fast and hold on to the truth, but also that we help the church to stay rooted and held fast and anchored to the truth of God's Word. Part of being apostolic is moving in signs and wonders, in miracles. We're going to see a great release of signs and wonders and miracles this year. Part of being an apostolic people is this spirit of faith and revival. The spirit of faith says, this is what the Word of God says. So this is what I can take a hold of in my life and appropriate because God has said it. So I'm taking hold of it and appropriating that. That's the spirit of faith. And the spirit of revival is a breakthrough spirit that says there's nothing that's going to hinder, nothing that's going to hold us back. We're going to move forward, come hell or high water. We're going to move forward in the spirit of faith and revival and see breakthroughs in people's lives, in our communities, in the towns we live in, the region and the nation, because God has called us as a people of breakthrough. As part of that, being an apostolic people, we teach, train and equip people for life, for leadership, for ministry and for mission and to go in every way in our lives. And so I'm excited about 2022 and all that God's going to do. So that's one part of the mandate to be a revival People just want to stoke the fire in you at the beginning of 2022. Today is not just about what are all the things we're going to do. And here's a list of them this year. Firstly, the first part of this year is to stoke the fire that is within you already so that each one of us stirs up that gift, that fire of the Spirit within us to be who God has called us. See, when you're on fire, all the things that are not of God are burnt up by the fire of God that is at work in you and in us together. Okay, so we want to stir and provoke that fire. That's the first mandate, mandate for revival, for breakthrough, for release of God's kingdom on earth in an unprecedented way. And then the second part is this, a mandate for Israel and for the Jewish people. God has called us His kingdom faith not just through our our own understanding, but prophetically given by others that have spoken over and into kingdom faith, that God has called us to be a lead boat in the UK to bring a biblical understanding of Israel to the church in this nation. Now, there are others involved in that and doing that, others we're in relationship with and partnering with in terms of doing that. But we've got to play our part in relation to a mandate that God Gives When God gives a mandate for something, He he gives a responsibility. He's giving a charge. It's like He's giving an order. It's like I'm giving you an order to be this, to do this, to walk in this. And so part of this mandate for Israel and for the Jewish people is to understand God's plan and purpose of salvation, a biblical overview of what He is doing, and what he's doing with the nation of Israel, the Jewish people and how his heart is for them and to restore them to their salvation, to the one who is their Messiah and to help the church in the UK have a biblical understanding of God's purposes, where Israel is and where the Jews are in that and then where we are as the church and how we come together in Christ Jesus as one new man. And we have a responsibility as Kingdom Faith to be teaching and and help to train the church in the UK with that. And so we're gonna move forward with that in 2022. And that is connected with the mandate for revival because if we understand God's biblical purposes, okay, that when the Jewish people come back to their land, to the nation of Israel, that once again is a nation since 1948, being rebirthed as a nation in our modern times, And biblically, God speaks about bringing them from all the four corners of the world back to their land. The land He's given them. That, As that happens, there's a release of God amongst them. It's His salvation purposes amongst them. As that happens it says that there's going to be life from the dead. What seems to be dead now is going to come alive in a new and fresh way and there's going to be a release of the Spirit all over the world as a result as they come back to their land and encounter their Messiah. There's going to be a release of the Spirit in an unprecedented way. That's why we need to be praying for them to return to their land, where God is gonna reveal himself to them. And it's connected with God's revival purposes. It's all connected as he moves amongst the Jews, he moves amongst the Gentiles. We come together in Christ as one new man and that's when Jesus then comes back, okay? So we're in exciting days, exciting times, okay? So we have an apostolic call and mandate for revival and an apostolic call and mandate towards Israel and the Jewish people, okay? Now, I just want to break this down. Four key things I believe God is saying to us for 2022. Firstly, is a year of salvation, a year of salvation, okay? Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, Without vision, and what the word vision there means is where there's no revelation of God, and His Word, okay. So it says, without a vision, where there's no revelation of God and His Word, people cast off restraint. So when somebody doesn't know God, when a nation is not following God, they throw off restraint. Uh, sin abounds, and darkness increases. Okay, without a vision, without a revelation of God and His Word, people cast off restraint. But look at the second half of the verse. But Blessed is the one who keeps the law. Okay, blessed. Now, the word blessed there, it does mean happy, full of joy, but also the word blessed there means to reveal the one who is blessing, to bring light. Okay, so blessed is the one, full of light is the one who keeps the law. Now, the word law there doesn't just mean trying to slavishly keep the laws of God. What the word keeps the law, that phrase there, what that means is those that walk in the light of God's word and ways reveal who God is. So I think this is brilliant, okay, in this Proverbs 29, 18, without a vision. So in our nation, you wouldn't say there's a widespread revelation of God and His word. If anything, things seem to be going the other direction. People cast off restraint. But there are, there is a people of light who are blessed, who walk in His ways and in His Word, who bring light where there is darkness, okay? And so we have a vision, we have a purpose, we have a reason to be alive. And when you have a cause in your life, something to live for, something you're going for, God's life, God's purposes, His kingdom on earth being released and outworked. When you have a cause and a purpose, it keeps you from getting stuck in the nets of life and in the nets of the world. When you have a cause, it helps you to make decisions in line with who God is because you say, no, I'm living for something higher, something greater than the temple, something greater than the things of this world that want to entice and grab hold of my life. No, I'm living for something greater and higher and something eternal that is being outworked right now on earth, His kingdom that is within me that He wants to express through me and then through who we are together as a people. So breaking this down into two key parts of salvation this year being a year of salvation. Firstly, prayer, okay? The scale of salvation, of harvest that God wants to bring is in relation to the prayer that He's called us to be praying. And there's two parts of the prayer. One is to intercede. The prayer for salvation is intercession. The word intercession means to stand in between two parties On behalf of someone. So when you intercede, you stand in the middle, you stand in the gap between someone's life and God and you intercede for them. You stand in the gap and you pray for them. But the type of prayer that God is calling us to pray in 2022 for the salvation of people's souls and for harvest is called travail. Okay. Now the word travail Actually, means to work, but actually, it, travail means to have a burden. The word burden means to have a sustained anguish, to bring something to birth. So when you bring, when you, when you're in labour, uh, and when when a woman is in labour and, and birthing a child, she is in anguish, a sustained anguish, bringing birth, bringing to birth new life. And so, this intercession, as we pray for friends and family and neighbors and work colleagues, for our towns and communities and nation, we're interceding, standing between them and God, but we're standing, interceding in travail with a burden, with a sustained anguish to bring new life, to bring salvation into their lives. So, we're going to be praying in that way. So, we're doing some teaching, some training and helping us to move into that kind of prayer. Some of the prayer on the prayer nights is gonna be travail kind of prayer, birthing people's souls into the kingdom, okay? It's gonna be amazing, it's gonna be brilliant, okay? So it's this kind of prayer that God's gonna release uh, in the life of who we are. It's really the spirit of prayer. That's what it is because the spirit of prayer is travail intercession and prayer. Exciting. So just open your heart and life and say, Father, not might, might, might not really understand what that is or looks like, but I'm open. Teach me to pray in that way that I give myself to intercede in travail prayer to birth souls into the kingdom. Okay? Now, The difference that's going to bring is when we then share the gospel, people are going to get saved. When we preach the gospel, when we run Alpha or when we share the gospel with a neighbour or whoever it is, we give our testimony along with that travail prayer, when we share the gospel, stuff is gonna happen, people are gonna be born again. Why? Because we've already birthed them, we've already won their soul, if I can put it that way, in prayer that when they hear the gospel, the Holy Spirit is gonna reveal Jesus, convict them to their core of their need to know God, The repentance, spirit of repentance is going to come upon them. They're going to bow the knee, repent, surrender their life and open their lives wholeheartedly to Jesus and have a transformed life as He comes into their lives. How many of you want to see people's lives transformed like that this year okay well let's give ourselves to God and all he wants to do in us and through us and we're going to see a greater and greater release okay so along with the prayer we're going to be sharing the gospel declaring the gospel in three ways one in our personal witness okay each of us has a personal witness everybody has a testimony you have an amazing testimony whatever God has done in your life no one can take that from you Nobody can rob that from you. What God has done in you is true and you can share that testimony and as God leads you to the people, He wants you to share your testimony and the gospel with this year, something's going to happen in their lives as we pray and believe together, stuff is going to take place. So there's that personal witness. And part of that, invite people to Alpha. we got Alpha starting next month in February, okay? Uh, an online one. There are gonna be some in-person ones done within each congregation. As we're inviting people and saying, hey, I've got people ready for Alpha, brilliant. And and the dynamic that happens in Alpha is really down to the dynamic of who we are when we're with the people. Yes, there's some brilliant teaching on the videos, but when we share, when we talk, when we answer questions, the dynamic of life in us is gonna come through to those that are with us in the different content of Alpha and God is gonna work and move powerfully in people's lives. So that's just one way of sharing the gospel. But there's also our personal witness as we invite people to Alpha, but also as we share with others in different ways. Another way we're gonna share the gospel is reaching the community, how we do that together in different ways. And some of that might be through small groups, uh, in small groups because we have a heart for some area of society, a certain need or whatever it is. And we we gather with others with the same heart. and We reach out, we're praying into that, we're reaching into those people's lives, whatever that might look like. And we're reaching the community together, okay? One way of doing that this year, uh, this building in Horsham, we're gonna be developing it and opening it up more and more throughout the year. So that it becomes much more of a community hub for people to come to uh, and in different ways, uh, find Jesus okay and and most people find Jesus at a point of need in their lives and And as this we open the building more through the, the year for different reasons in different ways uh, people's lives are going to be impacted uh, as we reach the community and any buildings that we have subsequently as a church they're going to be really there f- to, to reach the community not just to gather on a Sunday uh, you know uh, for, for a congregation but they're, they're going to be hubs of life and activity for people to come like to an oasis to find Jesus in their lives. So there's that personal witness, there's reaching the community together and we're sharing the gospel together. Things like Little Builders, uh, the community coming in and different ways that the gospel is shared, that kind of thing, working together, reaching the community. And then the third way is transforming society. What does that mean? It means partnering with other churches in the towns where we have congregations, partnering with other churches around the UK, partnering with other ministries that have a particular way in which a particular need in society needs to be uh, sorted, dealt with, and so transforming society. Something like Streetlight, for example, which is reaching into a particular area of people's lives in prostitution and areas of trafficking. That's something that's affecting society, and uh, we want to partner and move together with some with Streetlight and other ministries and organisations like that. Okay, and so. That's the the, the first one of the four, salvation, a year of the gospel going out in a new and fresh, powerful way, okay? So we wanna focus not on the sin of the world, but on the saviour of the world. We don't wanna focus on the problems of the world, but on the solution for the world, which is Jesus and the gospel okay so let's not be surprised by the sin of the world and the opposition there is to the gospel the nature of sin is to rebel against God that's just the nature of sin but we're not coming to judge and condemn the world we're partnering with Jesus to come and save the world okay so let's go with this heart of grace and love and mercy to those that need it. So that's first of all, salvation. The second thing accompanying salvation is signs and wonders. That as a church, we, we, we want to move and we're going to move more in the supernatural healings and miracles, physical healings, people being set free from emotional stuff and mental illnesses and things like that. God wants to raise the level of release of his power through who we are. And as we surrender and submit our lives, we engage with him in a fresh way. There's a greater release of his life and power through us. Okay, so the gospel being accompanied with signs and wonders, with miracles, with healings in a new and fresh way. I know God's been talking to me about this and saying, Clive, Just step out more, step out more. If you hear that somebody's sick, say, hey, can I pray for you? God wants to heal you. Operate more in words of knowledge in different ways, whether it's in a meeting setting like this or whether it's out and about. Just be available, listen and respond and let me work through your life in an increasing way. So that means all of us might need to step out in a fresh way. But signs and wonders is going to be another area of operation Okay, as to who we are, as a church. Third area, okay, in in relation to the gospel going out, signs and wonders being released more, the power of God being released in a fresh way, that leads to making disciples, okay, making disciples. There's three aspects to being a disciple. One is you grow spiritually in your relationship with God. Secondly, you grow relationally in the body, in the church, okay? Whatever congregation you're in, you're growing relationally with others, okay? You're opening your heart and your life up. You're in covenant with one another. And then thirdly, the way you grow as a disciple or you are a disciple of Jesus is you grow in your witness missionally, our witness to the world, okay? Those three areas, that is a disciple of Jesus or an obedient Christian living the Christian life in action spiritually, relationally, and in our witness. That's a disciple of Jesus. And we want to help everybody grow this year in those three areas, okay? We have a discipleship pathway, as many of you know, in the life of the church. The first one is to know God, to be in relationship with God. The second part of that pathway is to... Uh, live in freedom, to know the truth and the truth that sets you free, okay, that we're a people of truth, that we live in the truth, we live in the freedom that God has given us and won for us and live in freedom is learning how to live in the fullness of that. The third part of the pathway, know God, live in freedom, is then to discover your purpose. What is it that God has put in your life? The gifting, the graces that He wants you to release to others within the body, in the church, but also to those in the world that don't yet know Jesus. Discover your purpose. What is on your heart? What does God want to do through your life? And then the fourth part, as you step forward with that, is to then make a difference, is to be fruitful, to see God work through your life. So God has called us all to be disciples of Jesus. But also for all of us to be involved in some way or other, discipling others and helping others to grow, either spiritually or relationally or in their witness, okay, as we all seek to grow in that way. And it comes back to that Matthew 4, verses 19 and 20, verse, which is going to be our underscoring two verses for the year, okay? To be a disciple of Jesus means this come, follow me and I will make you fishers of men." A a follower of Jesus is not somebody who just comes and follows. A follower of Jesus, the disciple of Jesus, is somebody who allows him to form and to shape his nature and character and to become a witness to the world, a light to the world as we've talked about in 2022, okay? That we're a light to the world, to people. And so that really the greatest expression of love for God is to listen to what he's saying and then to do what he says. That is the greatest expression of love. Another word for that is obedience. That God has called us to a relationship of love and obedience to him. And in that relation of love, our heart says, I want to obey your word and do whatever you command me to do because I'm in love with you, I'm in relationship with you and I want to release your life to others around me, whether saved or unsaved. I want to be a life-giving person in 2022, okay? And as we surrender ourselves afresh during these 21 days of prayer and fasting, we're going to see a great release of His love and His life and therefore then His obedience through Who we are. Okay. So, first three parts so far it's a year of salvation, a year of signs and wonders in a fresh way, but also a year of increase of making disciples, living as a disciple to then make disciples uh, of others. Okay. Living a discipleship life, which is bringing all the glory to Him. And then the fourth part is this the next generation. God is a covenant God and he's a generational God and God works generation to generation. We see that with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. We see that all through scripture. His promises go from one generation to the next. And when I was praying about today and this year and what God wants to do, God was talking to me about the next generation and this is what he said. The next generation, and this is the phrase he gave me, now is The future. The next generation are not just the future down there. They are the future now. I just want to tell you a really brief story, okay? Um, As to why this is so important. There was a a boy uh, in the 1600s. He was born in 1642. He was born premature, he was quite small. Uh, his dad died three months before he was born. His mum remarried three years later, when, as a boy, he was three years old. But the person that he married, uh, they couldn't. She couldn't take the boy with her, so she left the boy with her mother. So with the boy's grandmother to raise him. Now, there's a long story here, but I'm going to try and keep it short. What began to develop in this boy was a lot of anger, a lot of enmity towards his mum. And he knew where his mum lived and he would even go and sit on a hill overlooking the village where his mum was living her her new life. And as he was growing up, this hatred, this anger, this enmity, this bitterness grew drew stronger and stronger. And the things that he used to say and about his mum and, and all this stuff, this rejection that, that was growing in him. As he was at school, he became the problem person in the school and always getting into trouble. They wanted to throw him out of the school. Uh, they said he would come to nothing. And they kept, lots of different people spoke that over him, that you're a troublemaker, you'll come to nothing, nothing will ever come of your life. And then one day, a new teacher arrived at the school. And this teacher noticed, obviously, this child, because lots of people had said things about him and he was the problem child and everything else. And this teacher thought, no, I'm going to spend time with this child. I'm going to give him time. I'm going to invest in him. And this this teacher, this guy began to spend time with this boy, began to encourage him, began to spend time with him. And as he encouraged him and spent time with him, this boy began to, his grades improve to the point where he was coming top of the class, to the point where he was the best pupil in the school. And this teacher that was invested in him was a believer. He prayed for this boy from the first day that he saw him. And he felt God say, pray for this young lad and take him on and invest in his life because there's something I want to do through this young boy's life that's going to affect many people's lives. And this teacher prayed, he took on, there were struggles, there were challenges. But this young boy's life began to turn. He also then, as he grew, came into his own relationship with God. He then ultimately went to university in Cambridge and became later, as he began to grow in life, one of the most influential scientists of all time. And this guy was Isaac Newton. When he was younger, most people just didn't give him the time of day, said he would come to nothing. He would never achieve anything. But yet it just took one person, one. To say, hey, I'm going to pray for you. Hey, I'm going to invest in you. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to believe more than what might be going on in your life at this moment. And he spoke into this young man's life. He encouraged him, built him up. And Isaac Newton became a world famous scientist that invented and developed and discovered all kinds of things that we are we benefit from now in the 21st century and so i believe that god wants us to invest in our children and young people in a greater way in 2022 some of that is what happens on a sunday yes and i believe that there are many of you that need to give your time and make yourself available on sundays to invest in might be your own children as well as others' children. There might be some of you that don't have children, but yet right now as I'm speaking and during the 21 days of prayer and fasting, God speaks to you and puts on your heart, hey, one of my holy purposes that I have for you is what I want to do in the next generation and invest in that generation and see them as a holy generation. Maybe God's speaking to you and you're like, I want to get involved in, in serving the children and investing in their lives that might be on a Sunday might be the young people whatever I believe God's speaking there but also might be your own children what is God saying to you about your own children in your own family how you invest in them how you speak about them how you pray for them how you invest in them Uh, There might be some others that God gives you a heart for. I don't know, in the church and other families and you pray for that family, you begin to... I don't know what that might look like. But I believe God wants us to invest and make space for children and young people in a greater way in the life of who we are as Kingdom Faith Church and believe in them. And this is one of the reasons why we're having this family afternoon, church family, because we want to give space. We want to be... Together, all of us across all the generations and age groups worshiping together. It won't look like necessarily an an encounter night for adults. It's going to look different, but God's going to be here. God's going to rock up. He's going to show up and things are going to happen. I believe the, the children are going to be prophesying. People are going to get healed when children pray for them on that Saturday afternoon. I believe we're going to have a breakout of God's kingdom life amongst us in a new and fresh way. So we want to resource our children and serve them, invest in them, in the same way as this teacher did with Isaac Newton. And the guy ended up affecting so many lives as he grew uh, older in his life. So there's four key areas that I believe God is speaking to us about. A year of salvation, the gospel, the power of it being released in a fresh way, the prayer that's going to accompany the preaching of the gospel, birthing souls into the kingdom. The second part is the signs and wonders, the supernatural release of healing and miracles in a fresh way. The third part is our depth and level of discipleship coming up, living in the power of the truth, living by the power of the truth, walking out this discipleship pathway together, arm in arm, encouraging and building one another up in our most holy faith. And as those who give their lives to come into the life of who we are, that we help them on this pathway of discipleship and growth and maturity in their own lives. And then fourthly, the next generation, that we invest in them like never before and see them be everything that God has called them to be so that they stand like stakes in their generation amongst their peers, strong, boldly, confident in their God because they know who their God is and they know that the rest of the church is fully with them, standing with them, encouraging them and for them and championing them in their generation. So let's be a church like this in 2022. We're gonna pray in a few moments. What does it look like to live as a worshipper, individually and as a people of worship in 2022? What does it look like just to say, Father, I surrender myself afresh to you for this year and all you wanna do in me and through me, in my marriage, if you're married, if you've got a family, in my family, my household, I want to surrender afresh to you and all that you wanna do. We're gonna pray in a few moments. And we're gonna unpack from February onwards. I don't know how long it's gonna take through this year, but we're gonna unpack the letter of Romans and why it's such a relevant now book for the church in the UK, that's what I believe, that the the book of Romans, the letter that Paul wrote to the Romans, I believe prophetically is so relevant right now for the church in the UK as to why he wrote it to the Romans, the context in which he wrote it, what was going on in the church then, the culture in which the church was growing and what was happening there is so similar to what's going on now today in 2022 in our time and why I believe this is so relevant. All the things that God wants to bring out uh, through the letter of Romans, it's gonna be exciting. I've been working on some stuff even while I was away in America and uh, uh, with Jane, seeing the family, just working on some stuff and gonna be doing a lot of that during this month as well so that we're ready to launch into that as, as, we, as we come through the prayer and fasting and we move into the rest of the year, what God's gonna do is we just get into that book and everything that God's, it's gonna be powerful. I'm looking forward to it, it's gonna be brilliant. and uh, So prophetically relevant right now for who we are as a church and I believe for this nation. So let's take a moment, let's pray, shall we? Father, we we just come to you individually, but also together as a church. We're excited about this year, the next 21 days of prayer and fasting. We thank you for your grace to be upon us to fast, to fast food and anything else that you've said to fast during this time. Father, I thank you for the spirit of prayer coming upon us as a church in a a much stronger way than we've ever known before. I thank you for the spirit of faith being released upon us in a greater way as we hear you and respond to you and everything that you're doing and saying. I thank you for the spirit of love coming upon us as a church, that we love you and we love one another with that agape love in such a, a, a dynamic way, more than we've ever known before. And Father, we just come before you. We just surrender afresh our hearts and our lives and who we are individually and as a people for all that you want to say and do. And Father, I just thank you for this year being a year of salvation. I thank you, Father, for the the win the one that you want to do through our lives this year. Even before Christmas, just jotting down some of the people's names that are on our heart to share and pray for in 2022 with the gospel. I thank you. We're going to see those people born again this year in 2022. Father, I thank you as we small group together, as we join with others and share life and do life together, and we witness and share life with others. We're going to see people added to the life of the church, how we reach others together. So Father, I just thank you for a release of your spirit in a fresh way for this year. Not for last year, but for this year and everything you're doing, I'm going to do. We praise your awesome, mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody said, Amen, Amen. You can grab one of these uh, this morning uh, if you're physically in, the, in, in your building uh, that you're meeting in. Uh, You can see these online, okay? It's the kind of uh, the sort of directory, if you like, for the prayer and fasting, all for His glory, all the information's in there. Uh, you can check that out also the win the one cards some of you have got those on the 19th of December when Pastor Kevin was speaking on that particular Sunday we've got more available the win the one encourage you fill that in jot the names down on the people of the people that are on your heart that God speaks about that that he wants to see saved this year there's some scriptures on there to help you pray how do I pray for these people use the word to pray them into the kingdom and allow God allow the spirit of prayer to come upon you as you pray and then the third part here is small groups get connected into a small group this year share life and do life with others okay and uh, and and let that become a witness to others okay we'll talk a bit more about small groups and how we live as people of worship as we small group together as we share life together in the coming weeks so bless you have a have a brilliant day today okay be graced for all the prayer and fasting. Look forward to seeing you guys on Wednesday night this week, uh, 7.30, we're praying together. Come and pray, okay, so that, that so we have an atmosphere that is just, f- is just filled with who God is, pregnant with God. And as we begin to worship from eight o'clock onwards, there's just a release of God and everything he wants to do amongst us, okay? So see you Wednesday night, be really, really blessed.